Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everybody, to the Other Everest podcast with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. We are uber excited to be here. I'm super happy to be podcasting right now, Dave, because it's snowing outside and I really don't want any part of it. (laughs) So I'm happy to be sitting in my office with you on Zoom doing a podcast. It's a great part of my Monday. (laughs) So thanks for being here with me. I thought that we could talk today about authentic communication. And, um, you know, I just really think that you're the expert in this. (laughs) You're probably going to teach me a few things today. But um, the way we connect and the way we communicate, it can define our lives, right? So I think that um, spending some time diving into this today is a really great place to go um, for me and hopefully for our listeners. So How would you define authentic communication? Where would you go with that? Well, it's interesting because just this week I was asked by somebody to say, how do you communicate when you might be in opposition of people or that people aren't um, aligned with what you're saying on social media, Mm -hmm. in an office setting, on a Zoom call, and people aren't really aligned with what you're saying? but you have a voice and you want to bring a voice out there. How do you do that authentically? So my premise, I've been thinking about this, my premise, Ali, and you know, you and I have talked about this together. It's really our premise now, but you, in order to call it authentic communication, it has to honor two values. 
It has to be honest and it has to be respectful. So um, let's just use an example. You're sitting in a Zoom call, you're sitting in a team meeting and somebody says something and you think in your mind, the, thought, the first thought that comes to your mind, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's the first thought that comes to mind. Now, if you say, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you can say that's honest, that's authentic, but it's not authentic because it doesn't meet the criteria for the second value, which is it's not respectful. Right. On the same hand, if you sit on your hands and don't say anything, then you're respectful, but now you're not honest. So that's not authentic either. So how do you find the truth? So that gets to the fundamental question is when you're communicating, what is truth? And you and what is honesty? And you know you have told the truth with honesty when people can't argue with it. Mm. For example, um, in that situation when you said, I, you know, that's the stupidest thing. If you look to the truth underneath that, an opinion is, you know, we could we could spend a little time on this. An opinion is not the truth. An opinion is an opinion. Don't don't say that it's true because it's an opinion. It's just an opinion. Um, lashing out at somebody on social media is not the truth. It's an opinion and it's not authentic because it's not respectful. So truth would be, you know, that comment that just got shared here, I felt a little uncomfortable about that. And I'm a little confused about that. Could you elaborate on that? Now you can't argue with saying that I'm confused. You can't argue by owning your reaction to it. I suppose you could argue with it, but the other person wouldn't have a leg to stand on mm -hmm. because it's unarguable when you speak your truth and your truth is related to your experience. It's not anybody else's truth, it's related to your experience. And it softens the relationship and it meets the criteria for honesty and respect. Now, what happens in that is it brings a sense of curiosity to the conversation and a sense of openness rather than defensiveness. Mm -hmm. And it creates what you and I would call an authentic conversation because we're seeking to understand it. We're not lashing out disrespectfully. Yes, a dialogue, not a discussion. <laughs> Correct. It comes yes. from the heart rather than an argument from the head. Yeah. So you could say that uh, you're being honest. And if you say something, the first thing that comes to mind without any kind of a filter on it, you're not respectful. And I was like, okay, yeah, I totally get that. And then you said, you know, or you could be respectful and not be honest. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't actually, I hadn't actually really thought about the other side. And I probably tend to do that more. So you almost kind of highlighted a blind spot for me because I think in uh, a situation where I feel like my authenticity has been most challenged, that's usually when I don't actually uh, say what I'm honestly feeling. I think it's better to not say something out of respect. And I think that that's respectful, but and as you say that, I'm like, it's probably not <laughs> because you're not deepening the relationships around you. You're not um, continuing to grow as a human being, right? Like all of these different things aren't happening. So it's almost like by throwing that wall up, 
you stop it all and you stop this connection and this relationship and ultimately, you know, this idea of authentic communication, which is very interesting. I think that happens in most organizations is people sit on their hands and they don't, that we're polite. And what we do is that we disrespect people behind their back and we gossip mm -hmm. behind their back. That's how we communicate in most organizations. And we disengage through being polite and being, uh, and we think we're being respectful because we're not um, blasting people verbally directly but it's just as disrespectful to, to misrepresent them uh, and, and, and behind their back. And I think I've used that as like an excuse and this sounds so terrible in the past, but like I haven't been uh, that respectful, pulling that respect into the honesty because um, people have spoken their truth to me in ways that weren't respectful and shut me down. And I let that become, I don't know, the guiding <laughs> reason for me not, because I didn't want to find myself back in that situation. Does that make sense? So, I mean, I think we're going to uh, talk a lot about <laughs> conflict. We're going to talk in our masterclass about navigating change. And I'm sure conflict's going to come up there, but that's always been really challenging for me because I don't love conflict. I don't go out looking for it. Some people are like excited by it, right? They're like, let's get into this. It'll kind of bring the roots out and we can, and, and I want to do that in a very, like, I want to do that, but I want to do it in a very calm, non-highly emotional way. And when emotions are super triggered, it's hard. Right. And, um, and I easily get hurt. I'm highly sensitive. So, uh, yeah. So it's held me back for those reasons, I think in my life. Yeah, me too, if I'm honest with myself. I mean, I love conflict as long as I'm managing somebody else's. <laughs> you know, myself, these are hard conversations. Yeah, yeah. These very hard conversations to really speak our truth. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not very skilled at it. We, it's either or. And, you know, we really, the, to, to meet the criteria of respect, we really need to have, my two definitions of respect are you need to feel safer or you need to feel safe around me to be who you are. And number two, um, you feel better about yourself being in my presence. That's how I define respect. Now, if we have a respectful relationship, we might be able to escalate a good, um, a good argument mm -hmm. because it's a respectful power. It, we're on the same power uh, level. Yeah. But you can't expect in an organization when you have positional power, that's not going to be an equal relationship. That's mm -hmm. not going to be a respectful relationship. And so when we start to raise our voice, it's going to be disrespectful and it's going to be inauthentic. Anytime you, you cross the line into disrespect or dishonesty and you're not speaking your truth or you're degrading somebody else, you have crossed the line away from it being authentic. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost having this uh, vision in my mind of people almost jockeying for position. And that's how that respect kind of gets lost. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I can articulate this right. It's a new kind of thing that I want to be able to articulate as a leader, but I think there's healthy competition and I think there's very unhealthy competition and I see both. 
in organizations, in my organization. How would you define when it gets unhealthy? How would I define? Um, I think people aren't respected. (laughs) I would say that, that people's feelings get hurt, um, that decisions are made based on mm, look at me, see me, rather than who is actually uh, maybe the best person for that job. Um, sometimes that, that's how I kind of define this jockeying where sometimes people become very visible <laughs> to leadership in certain ways. And, uh, maybe there's somebody who's just incredibly amazing and could be awesome at that role, but they barely get noticed because they're not essentially jockeying for this position. I don't know if that's the right term. Is that how you would describe this? Why not? Yeah. yeah. So um, that's interesting. Uh, I often think a lot about that and it doesn't feel genuine to me. So I kind of struggle, struggle with that. So. Well, anything that crosses that line with disrespect is not going to feel genuine because it isn't genuine. Yeah. An attack, people walk around acting like a jerk Mm -hmm. and saying, and using it as, you know, using authenticity as an excuse for why they're behaving. Well, don't blame me. That's just my authentic self. Well, no, your authentic self is not, is who you're born with. It's the essence of who you are. And you don't learn, you have to learn to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. Nobody's born a jerk. So that's not authentic. And as we come back to in our, in our, uh, in our work, in our retreats, in our masterclass, we talk about the difference between the accountable self and the adolescent self and the authentic self. And you Mm -hmm. want to be really clear what's coming out. So to be, um, authentic, that authentic essence has to come out, which is you speak for yourself. This is right. where I am at at this moment. Right. And I think, you know, if you're speaking authentically, if you're having this authentic communication with somebody else or speaking for yourself, you're not a jerk because <laughs> you don't have this uh, feeling or need to impress something or, uh, you know, press something outwardly you're just sharing what's in your heart. Right. And, and, and so it, I'm just going to take this full circle back to where you started. Cause you said you had a conversation this week about with somebody about how do you manage when, you know, you, let's say social media is the example and people have opinions and you don't agree with them. Well, that actually doesn't matter. We're all allowed to feel however we want to feel and we should all be able to say whatever we want to say respectfully considering the other human beings around us, right? Like there is a way to say almost anything that you need to say in a respectful manner. And I guess that's where I get shut down if, if I'm uh, with somebody who doesn't, doesn't respect that back. I struggle with that. And we're not going to have authentic conversations with everybody. There are some, conver- there are some people we're with where we say, you know what, I got to exit this relationship. It's not respectful. There's not goodwill here. And it's not a place that I feel safe to be honest. Yeah. Now we can try it and experiment and test it, but eventually sometimes relationships need an exit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's authentic as well. In itself can be authentic. Yeah. So what can we leave our listeners with? Cause I, I hear this so often. It is tough to deal with these tough conversations, what would be something? So one, one thing that I would suggest is for people to start to be aware before you open your mouth, just be aware, no judgment, be aware before you, before you post something, before you speak something, 
ask yourself these two questions. Is it honest? In other words, does it speak my own experience or is it about somebody else? And number two, is it respectful? Is it hurtful to somebody else to say this? And just be aware that if it doesn't meet those criteria, it's not authentic. But just start to be aware of, of those two principles and values that we stand for around honesty and respect. Yeah. And I might also say in this process of learning, um, if you make a mistake, don't be hard on yourself, just own it. If you come from a place that isn't authentic and isn't respectful, that's okay. You you didn't quite catch the pause before. I've been there. I, I still do it. I probably, I think I did it yesterday. Um, but you have to circle back and clean up the mess because when that's not authentic if you don't circle back and say, hey, I don't quite think I handled that properly. I just wanted to apologize. A lot of times the other person isn't even as offended as you think they are, but it makes you feel better in your heart to, to know that you're really clarifying with people what you value and what's important to you. Thank you for clarifying that authenticity doesn't require perfection. Yeah. We don't have to do this perfectly. In fact, when we're inauthentic and when we're disrespectful or when we hold back and go around people and gossip or do something that's not what we call authentic, we can always repair that and heal that by going back, like you said, circling it around and apologizing. Yeah. And saying, you know what, I, I wasn't coming from an authentic place yesterday, or I was disrespectful to you. And then we can heal inauthenticity with authenticity. Yeah. A lot of times I, I used to have such a resistance to an apology. And um, I think it's the ego. <laughs> so I'm going to get a little deep here for you, but I think it's my ego's resistance to an apology because an apology heals my heart. So the moment it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, the weight is off. <laughs> like, you know, I messed up big time, but I'm going to admit it and I'm going to try to learn from it. And I'm going to, you know, be honest about that. And it's this instant release, but there's all this fear before I do it. And um, maybe that's a whole nother podcast day. <laughs> well, but it is. Thing, it, yeah. it likely will be. Yeah, we'll go there. Yes, sure. So let me just say, in response to your ego, that I and I you thank you for clarifying that there is a big difference between an apology and an empty sorry. Mm. And an apology is a deep commitment to change. It's not just an acknowledgement. It's also that goes what goes along with that is a commitment to be different. I hope this has been uh, valuable. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, we, we deeply value you and are grateful for you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, 
but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again. Thank you.